Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Wasn't that nice? 70s synth vibe to that one. 16 bit, mm. Sega Genesis, mm-hmm. dystopic future. Yes, yeah, so Pet dystopic. Uh, future Cop LAPD. Oh, Thank oh, you yeah. and welcome to Hatcher episode 94 with your hosts, Chris Trot, Ross Hornby, and Alex Smith. And man, Future Cop LAPD was such a good game. I, I loved recently that game. got it again. It's the thing that transforms from a walker into like a little car, right? And then you like wander yeah. through that. It's ahead of its time. It is. That and um, it was just really fun to play. There was the other one where you're um, in like a spaceship flying around um, where you're also a cop. Oh, God. Same era. It was like PlayStation 1. And there PlayStation was... 1, yeah. G Police, is it that? Uh, spaceship Police Future PS1. Come on, Google. Come on, Google. Not Future Cop. Oh, there we go. Future Cop LAPD. It, it holds up, by the way. It was G Police. Does it really? So well, I've good. never played it before. Um, so this is from what, 1998? What, what console was it on? PlayStation 1. PS1. Okay. Right. And I've played Go- it before. 1998. Google G Police. This game was the absolute shit. So it was. Okay, G Police is the one. It's a PlayStation it? game that you flew around in oh this God. kind of like attack helicopter. Um, and you had all these different weapons. It was so good. It was a, it was a bit like um, the Descent, if you remember that game as well. But like in a yeah. city, it was just basically like being on a killing spree in GTA, but in the future. Yeah. Oh man, such a good game. I've brought it up now. It looks, yeah, it looks, yeah, it looks old. It, again, mean, though, it's super ahead of its time. Um, right. It does yeah. look ahead of its time. Look yeah. at this. I mean, this is the upscaled and stuff, but uh, we're looking at it. If you're listening to yeah, the podcast, it's, it's, uh, it's very much a time. time. From yeah, 1997, yeah. long time ago. That was amazing. When Princess Di left us. Just some context, oh, wow. some Jeez. time context for you. Mm. Um, and also, the same year, my Scalectrix was broken. Oh, is oh, that how you remember God. when Princess died? That's exactly how I remember it. That's I got that for my birthday, then. and then wow. at her funeral, it broke. I say at her funeral. I didn't what were you more torn up a about? A set of Scalectrics to her funeral. Wait, hold on. Princess it was being on funeral. Yeah, so it was on TV at the time. Uh, and then my brothers were fucking around with my Scalectrics and it broke. And I don't <sighs> know. It's one of those, they, they were so delicate, weren't they? Like, yeah. setups. It's just like, and they if the were. car broke, then it was like an expensive replacement. It's just like, oh. Yeah. yeah very brush. disappointing. And Damn. scarring. So if you um, perhaps have kids, maybe take that on board. And if they're. You know, toys are broken. It will traumatize them until they're in their thirties. Especially if there's like another tragic event <laughs> happening at the same time. Yeah, but that was just if anything a milestone that yeah allowed me to remember. It, I suppose yeah, like this. Well, it, it it didn't allow you to remember it. It forced you to remember it. It put that in my like day. You'll never so if, forget it because yeah. of that. So mm. if a major disaster happens, or if a so thanks, there's Princess a celebrity Di. funeral, guys, thanks, Princess Die. Try to limit the uh, damage at home alright yeah I, I'm still traumatised by my sister losing my first edition Harry Potter book welcome to I've got a first edition Harry Potter ha- book you've got a first edition Harry Potter podcast yeah I've got um, a first edition Order of the Phoenix I believe wow. which is hardback right. I doubt it's worth I don't know how much those is are worth is it in good condi- condition I think it is in good condition. Um, I'd have to double check. It's um, at my parents' house, um, just on a shelf. I don't. I, don't, I didn't really put any equate any value to it, so I have read it. Mm. Well, you don't like pick it up now and again. Idiot. You just give a little read, like a stupid prick. I read the book. Oh Ugh. God, I know. I should have just stuck to the films like everyone else. Untainted, Ross. Untainted, Whoa. untouched. Yeah, I don't know if it's dog-eared. It might it's be. Jake Rowling intended. Yeah, I'll save it for the book burnings. 
Yeah, please do, because it's not going to be long now until no. hopefully everyone flips. And we'll all be book burning our books. We'll all be, we'll all be book burning. Um, and then we'll be like, Huge what are we doing with pile. these books? Let's start burning hard drives. It's like, yeah, fucking, yeah, let's throw our hard drives in the mix. Um, yeah. I'll be there running pl- a drill and microwave conveyor yeah. belt. I'm just drilling through any kind of electrical yeah. goods. Yeah. Yeah. The then... Ethernet cables being thrown into the mix. Like, it's destroy even, yeah. the internet. These cables are yeah. surging the devil's power. Yeah, I mean, well, um, what if it turns out that Ethernet cables can, um, like, they leave a shadow of the data that they, they, they channel. So we've got to destroy yeah. them because yeah. special technology can extract the data that's actually flown through them. It's I so mean, biblical. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that is really biblical. The way you've just, yeah, the way to f- formulate a biblical idea into a digital story. <laughs> yeah. The shadows of demons past. Well, I mean, there, is this big, there is this big fear, router. isn't there, that once quantum computing takes hold, all traditional encryption will become incre- incredibly hard to actually maintain. Uh, yeah, so it will all need to become quantum to be re- very done, quickly. Yeah, but I mean, is that a case of, is there a, gra- a gradient to that or is it kind of like an immediate no. switch over? Because surely it's you would imagine like you have a quantum computer, right? Yeah. That yeah. can just immediately do the hard like brute force every possible password on everything mm-hmm. right. essentially and if that just gets in the wrong hands every possible encryption based on old zeros and ones yeah um is obsolete and can be hacked so and everything you'd ever want to keep private or safe mm. is no longer that um thank you very much to do you say jordan falconer for sending in that yes. fingle thank you very much uh thank you wouldn't you pronounce Patreons. that falconer who are sponsoring this sort of existential weekly existential crisis? Um, thank you to them. We're trying to mitigate that where we can with uh, hilarious hijinks yeah. and uh, yeah, hypotheticals. So hijinks. It doesn't need to be serious. It's hard. It leaks in. It leaks in every time, and it's. I mean, we live in this reality, don't we? So. Or do we? Do we? Choose. Oh God! Well, let's get into simulation theory real quick. Oh, yeah, it, everything is projected, and we're actually a two D, two dimensional species. An existence that's projected into 3D. Maybe we're Discuss. just somebody's comic book. Oh, maybe, maybe we're. That's just, actually a potential theory, by the way. Maybe I just our, want you to know that. What that we're somebody's comic book. No, that we're a, we we exist in two dimensions and we're projected into 3D. Oh, right. Okay. I mean, yeah, I guess it could be. I think I think a lot of this stuff could be real, but if we can't perceive it and can't experience it, it's essentially pointless to know, right? It's the running theory like everyone's like nodding yeah because would you try to break it all the scientists if if, if somebody told you that would you like you how would you communicate with that the projectors for example again it's one of those theories that are like the math lines up everything works in the current model of physics and science to there's nothing that can disprove that the theory that we are on a 2d disc essentially and being projected in 3d (laughs) <laughs> so yeah. that's the current running theory that it's yet to be disproven okay. isn't that insane that is just <sighs> bloody nuts I can't really <laughs> imagine it so like no, no, it's, it's, it's unfathomable yeah. because it's not yeah. within our realms of reality to yeah. understand it of course so hold on let me see if I can google some some knowledge about it How whilst Smith reads google? out our first hypothetical of the week it's more philosophical this week I went for the okay. options so our patrons have chosen well yeah these, are, the these are all pretty order. these are all pretty deep um so the first yeah. one is uh thank you patreons people who sponsor thank this you. podcast they get to vote on these before uh, they go live thank you for these selections uh what should be the goal of humanity is the first question easy one um to survive yeah probably is a good is good the basic good. instinctual level of living no, creatures? this is what should be the goal. So, what should be the goal? What do we well, think should be the goal? What is? Well, yeah, but I mean, I guess surviving is as a species is, is we should I be see, yeah. trying to make that work, and obviously that that is still something that but we're to working. What end? On, you know, I mean, well, I guess obviously right now we're exhausting a lot of resources um, to the point where we're polluting our environment just to, to a dangerous just to survive level as we are, yeah, and. Obviously, as populations increase, that's only going to become more of a pressure cooker. So we need to find another planet to live on. And I say Mars right. is really fucking cool. So let's go to Mars. You know, I'm not <laughs> you one on for... Mars? 
Would I live on Mars? I could barely live in a kind of semi-hot country, so... I was going to say, Mark, that's the problem, right? No no environment we will ever find will ever be better than this one. Like, of course, in terms yeah. of the flora and fauna of our planet is, mm. is designed for us. Unless you designed a whole planet yourself, which is possible eventually. Yeah. Um, unless we all become, you know, pod people. Well, we live is, inside yeah. pods where we just have a virtual reality headset on. Mm-hmm. And that pod is stored somewhere deep underground and given a very basic level of nutrients... And we just live our lives in our brains, and then our mm-hmm. bodies become a tiny little battery. And yep. that's 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 how I think things will go. That's twenty twenty three. Okay, that's so Ross has made his predictions okay. for next year. Uh, quarter one, quarter two. What are we thinking? Um, I'd say quarter two. Um, yeah, give there's going to be a few hiccups a on the way. Stew. But I mean, would you? I guess the real question is: Would you climb or be pushed into the pod? Would you jump in, or just wait until you're pushed? Because I think it would have to be like a really bad situation in the real yeah. world for me to willingly go into a pod like that. Okay, it would have to be literally like life All the nukes went off. You've just first, heard. I mean, first of all, in order to get people to be up for this kind of thing on mass mm-hmm. there would almost certainly have to be like a trial right so you get to go and trial it and then you get to come back to your body and you get to make a decision as to whether you die a human mortal or you decide to do this connection and i think a lot what if of once you're in you don't even know connection. if you're in or out well exactly because you've like, then you can... just been convinced so you're now yeah. just like in this world and you're like well yeah you mm-hmm. can go now but buddy and then you think you've gone but you're still in there Every decision is a cost-benefit decision beyond, like, profound emotions, right? So, like, there are, there are profound emotional decisions and there are profound logical decisions that we all make. Like, things like, you know, choosing to protect a child or a sibling or, a, or, or something like that. Do you hold in the I, shit I would or do say you go is, now? Exactly. Or when somebody is... You wait you until know, it's about to fall out. Exactly. So, so really, this is, this is kind of a a practical decision and an emotional decision and you just need to do like a cost benefit analysis don't you of whether Mm. or not i think that most people would choose to step into this machine because one of the greatest fears of most people is death and Mm. if this promise to uh, change death into some exciting new boundless virtual experience i think a lot of people would be interested in that i think that ultimately you would one day miss your body is the only experience you could never ever have again is the feeling of actually being in your body. And I think a lot of people would miss that and, and fantasize about that eventually because it's like that is in a virtual world, you can but create any you virtual But you can't miss feeling. what you don't know. But you like, do what know if we you have come a body, from this body. We come but what from if the we body. have an outer, another body and we're in this yeah. simulation that's created by the pod? Mm. We don't know what it feels like to be that thing So we've controlling never had us. a body. So then. we've never had... Well, then, a yeah, body fine, in our head. Fine. So what yeah. we're experiencing is what we're experiencing. We we feel absolutely yeah. fine with it, and we've mm-hmm. been tricked into going in there. And we said, when they said, "Well, you can come out whenever you want," and then bam, you've been tricked. It's so convincing. You think you've left. And you're like, "I'm yeah, I have autom- autonomy," and yeah. bam, you're still in that fucking machine because you're a prick <laughs> and you signed the contract. But the nukes went off. And it's all Zuckerberg. So you're underground. Went off. So it's fine. Well, this is this is we come back to this quite a lot, and we it's do. something that. I very briefly studied when I was about 17. Um, it's the brain in the vat thought experiment, essentially, mm. is what this is, right? Which is uh, uh, Rene Descartes had um, something called an evil genius um, idea where basically he talked about a similar concept to the brain in the vat where it's like uh, you're fed all of your stimuli, right? And all, all of the different... Um, things that go the signals that come in and out of your brain could just be synthesized or created and you would never know the difference but essentially the brain in the vat is like it's a thought experiment that allows you to look at things like reality consciousness like you know knowledge lots lots of things like that Uh, we could go on in terms of bringing in the patreon question of what should be the goal of humanity yes i think that the survival thing is a very good point i think that that's ultimately why humanity still exists um but it's a very like macro says, thing though isn't it it's kind is of like how do we achieve an that? end yeah well the survival is a means to an end like Chot says to what end why would you just survive survival right. simply for you know if somebody said here's well, if i put you in my little container experiment that i spoke about before 
and I just gave you water and food for the rest of your life and you were just in a box, you could survive, but would you want to? Um, right. But, like, what should the goal of humanity be? Survive and thrive? I, yeah. I mean, you, you could probably go and quote a bunch of different, like... Um, you know like uh proclamations of, of, of various nations you know like liberty and justice for all and shit like that um but i don't actually necessarily think that that's a practical way to manage humanity liberty and justice for all i think liberty for everybody is 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 a fantastic ideal i think that it's quite difficult to give everybody absolute liberty to do everything and still have a functioning society um but anyway i think the uh, progress 10 really i mean it sounds very sort of silicon valley and a little bit empty um but like progress is the i think should be the goal of humanity um like you know like knowing oneself loving each other all those things discovering new emotional frontiers are all very great and lovely and an an excellent element of being a human being but ultimately humanity as a whole needs to continue to progress we need to uh, and what does progress look like i think uh longer lives i think um more knowledge for everybody understanding of both ourselves and the universe that we live in um you know all these things allow us to progress and and become better human beings unity is incredibly important the fact that we aren't over tribalism that we aren't really even over if you look at how the english world the english country works at the moment it feels like we're not even over feudalism we're certainly not over an oligarchy of structure which now exists you know in the form of businesses politicians all these people still form very much like a western oligarchy um so we've got a long fucking way to go but one day you'd hope that country borders would be broken down we're all human beings we all have different cultures different languages different appearances but like we're still humans we we are humanity together and so if if one day all of those things come together and, and we can bring everybody up to speed again a massive undertaking to get everybody educated get everybody access to the same resources um everybody feeling empowered and whole i mean it's hundreds of years of work probably um I don't so to believe... unify us essentially is kind of because then a that'll allow, huge but, goal but of humanity if we could all be on the same page of pro- yeah. progression we can actually progress but i don't actually do think better. this will happen by the way well, no, I, think, well, I think this course, is a pipe yeah. dream. i think humanity will destroy itself before i actually think this like you know I, I i don't i don't think that we can do it i think that the amount of work needed to avoid a catastrophe a catastrophe that we have the capability to enact now and we we only become even more able to destroy ourselves as things progress as well this is what's so tricky is it's like we're speeding everything up we're making everything more dangerous more quick more yeah capable um to offer a slightly more optimistic yeah, yeah, counterpoint yeah. to that mm. i think we are so uh fearful of our own death and survival is so intrinsic that we simply can't allow ourselves to destroy ourselves at the same time there might be a point where there is like no return sure Mm. right like there's a runaway effect however i think the closer we get to the idea that oh my god this is real Mm -hmm. the harder we're going to work to survive yeah so there is there is a yeah. We may not have a good existence because of mm-hmm. what we've done. <laughs> However, I think we will potentially endure anyway because we'd rather not die. Yeah, no, so, I, I think that's a really good point. Human, human grit and determination to just fucking cling on to the to, to life. Yeah, no, I think that's the, a nice idea. The existence that you have, at least you have that. You know. Yeah. I think the fear of not knowing what is on the other side is enough. Mm to motivate anyone <laughs> to stay alive and do something about it so that's my two cents into that topic mm, for sure um i think yeah but I think yeah. that's the biggest struggle is in getting everyone to work together to solve problems and i mean we've been through various issues recently that it we've, feels we've like had an example of what that to... is like to try and get nations to work together and you know in some circumstances yeah. they thrive in other circumstances the, the people you know will make their decisions and yeah i think people have really struggle with empathy like it doesn't come to everybody until it happens to the individual mm. take charity for example like it's more often than not you're not going to sign up to a monthly subscription for a charity unless someone um 
injects themselves into your life by stopping you on the street or coming to your door and giving you a speech about why they should do this and you're only going to really sign up if you feel emotions in that moment or you have a connection to it it's like oh yeah my someone close to me has got the x y and z and i feel like it's responsible for me to give back now that i understand it uh-huh. like we need to understand it and empathize with it in order to do anything about things and i think that's one of the biggest flaws of humanity is you can't just like take something take information and be like yeah that makes sense i want to help now it's like nah, i need to wait for that tragedy to occur in my life for me mm. to worry about it <laughs> I was listening so. to Frankie Boyle talk to Louis Theroux about this. It's like a podcast from like 2020 or something where mm-hmm. they're talking about a little bit about cancel culture, a little bit about other stuff. It's not really that much about cancel culture. I think the BBC actually led with it like being like... As if it Frank, was, yeah. Frankie, Frankie Boyle and Louis Theroux yeah. talk about cancel culture. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting to hear about. But it's just the BBC being assholes, really, I think, because they just want... Clickbaity. Yeah, exactly. But what was really interesting, and it was something that I've kind of been struggling or not struggling with but thinking about myself as well was obviously we make i mean i guess me in particular i make quite a lot of off-color jokes and like stuff like that um like for example the rwanda thing right so we're sending we're, we're talking about sending immigrants to or refugees to rwanda uh this is something that's going on just fyi the only illegals is it no, so just not us individually, as in oh, we sorry, yeah, the government, the UK government, to send people away to yeah. Rwanda. <laughs> the UK, but not the UK government have decided that the people who, the, who have the, the struggled and strived to get to this country are the then going to be immediately shipped off to yeah. Rwanda as some so sort of solution. We are responsible for this because we voted for this government, or rather, I didn't, but you know, the voting body of England did. So that's that's why I use we because people need to accept that they're also responsible sure. for this yeah. if they voted for this government. Um, but essentially, they are sending um, refugees to Rwanda. And yesterday, when we were in the warehouse, I was talking about it, and I was like, "Man, the only thing I can think of, kind of jokingly, kind of you know, like in that tone where it's like I'm trying to make an inflammatory remark um, about Rwanda, is the genocide that happened there in the 90s." Um, now. I looked into Rwanda last night because I was just kind of interested. I was like, what's Rwanda like? What would a refugee or an immigrant see if they arrived there? And it's it's a really beautiful country, it turns out. It's like a goddamn paradise in a lot of ways, which a lot of African countries are, by the way. Mm. They're beautiful, like, garden countries. Um, very troubled in a lot of ways. Like, you can't disparage the um, the prime minister and stuff like that still. There's not, you know, it's a little bit less free, I'd say, than some. You do have to remember that it's also kind of like Americans don't like all of America being clubbed together and painted with the same brush, Africa is even more diverse than that. Yeah, that as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Saying Africa, yeah. But anyway, so going back to, and I was like, man, yeah, like, is it okay to make jokes like that? And then I started talking, uh, listening to this podcast of the day and Frankie Boyle was talking about it and he's like, what you've got to remember is, and it is what you were saying, Trot, really, is that like people will laugh at jokes based on whether or not they have experienced the trauma that that joke is is joking about and, and i don't want to say the classic term make light of you know because that mm. always makes it sound as though like, oh you're just making light of illness or you're making light of this and it's like well yeah and i mean you, you need to hear frankie Boyle explain this because i'm not going to be able to do it as eloquently but like he's like these are jokes these are these aren't like these aren't statements i'm not going out there and attacking and laughing in the <coughs> face of a person that has this you know i'm i am saying things to an elicit like a response from the audience and that response is going to be colored based on that individual's experiences and so some people who will take issue with certain jokes um will likely have had experiences that have led them led them down that path it doesn't mean that, that frankie boy necessarily wants to target that individual and make them feel bad about those experiences right and 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 anyway what you're saying is like this empathy thing you're talking about like i think it is a lot and it's 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 something that i've spoken to people on the opposite side of arguments that i've had about like why can't you just you know use a person's pronoun when well when they've requested you to use it and, and all you know those sort of stuff and it often comes down to and i've been explained is like my empathy isn't you know doesn't extend that far i don't care like and, and i think that's kind of almost like a a fair thing to say an honest thing to say because my empathy for certain situations just because of what you've described Trot, about like i've experienced certain things and my my ability to empathize with people going through those things is increased because of those experiences um like it, when you say you don't care 
What because I can mean? make light of joke. I can make jokes more easily about certain things that I haven't experienced. But then you say that we need to make everybody um, empathetic or the need to make people more empathetic. It's it's a giant fucking task to do to make everybody Absolutely. empathetic and, and the ability of those individuals to be empathetic even if we we did something like that is is in in a way controlled by what they've been through yeah. already and, um, and and also it's like a case of the time that you catch them as mm. well like you can have the most mm. empathetic person in the world but if they've literally just witnessed a car crash or something or mm. said something tragic happened to them just as you're about to say like could you spare like some empathy for me i'm yeah. like i'm not in a frame of mind right now to help you yeah, like yeah, right yeah. now yeah, exactly. if you'd caught me yeah. yesterday i would have absolutely no problem mm-hmm. so yeah it's also a timing thing as well like humans <clears throat> change on an hourly minute basis yeah <laughs> so it's tough it's a huge so, task well, I mean, yeah i mean there's a time I, and place like for, you wouldn't say that joke in front of someone who suffered from the rwandan genocide yeah 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 Do you know what i mean like that's yeah. it's, it's more of a case of like a, say a comedian like, doesn't know who's in their audience yeah yeah like I say, I think Frankie Boyle explained it a lot better than I did, and I don't really want to like sort of put myself into a position where I can't, you know, give a person a good reason for what I'm saying. So, but like I do, it is interesting. Like you know, empathy is is very much a watchword at the moment of 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 the world, or at least in the Western world, where we're all trying to work out how much to care about things ultimately, because there mm. is so much to yeah. care about and so much information to take in that you're like fuck how much of this do i worry about how much of this do i need to change well, yeah like because I mean, <clears throat> there's various obviously issues going on in the world but like mm. when people say oh you know oh so you're concerned about you know the war in ukraine but what about all the other wars and it's mm. like well it's not really i mean i do care about all of those other wars as well but like this is something that's either closer to you or something or um there's a bigger fear that's in like, terms of the bigger like impact the black of lives things. matter argument whereas like well all lives matter yeah but where it's like well yeah, you're right aware that of course but like that's what you're targeting at and like uh, that's, that's why i'm empathizing say, with yeah. I'm, i empathize with all those situations but like yeah when something's so raw that tends to be where people's attention goes and then someone turns around and goes oh well you suddenly didn't care about this war in this place but well you must be this this and that and it's like well not necessarily I'm, i mean i'm unable to be omniscient yeah and take in all situations at once i, I think it's quite clear that humans are incapable of taking on too much mm. based on social media alone like yeah. having yeah, too yeah. many opinions like yeah. we, c- we physically can't take on that so mm. yeah one more at a time is one thing i can process ultimately and it sucks there are multiple going on but yeah. this is the one in my focal point right now because it's the one discussed the most around me so it's not necessarily on me to remind myself every time okay okay what other wars are going on right now that yeah. i have to equally share my emotional load with <laughs> i yeah. can't do that or there's like yeah like, what about this stuff is just so like yeah frustrating because it's like well you can care about multiple things at the same time like Did and you you're not isolated clip? specifically what's that the good morning britain clip where you oh, had the two one? presenters and a climate activist yeah oh my god there's Good morning, Britain. It was awful, directly. Man. It's terrible. I know it's awful. However, it's it's the fact that it's real yeah. is one thing. And it was it was. I saw a clip where it was put next to the film "Don't Look Up." Yeah, so they were literally yeah. in the same situation. And so you got the climate activist that's like, "We are on the precipice of you know disaster and stuff, and we need to do everything we can." And then the guy's like, "But what about your clothing? Because essentially, the clothing you're wearing uh, comes from oil." Yeah, and she's like that's not what I'm trying to talk about right now. That's literally not the statement I'm making. It's like, <laughs> it's well, just, yeah, yeah, that yeah. is what aboutism of like putting the onus on like, but you do blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You it's can't like, complain about society, me. but you have to live in a society, right? Well, so. well yeah. also, I mean, uh, we, this could go on for hours and none of us are probably gonna, <laughs> like the, the yeah. thing is we got to look at is that there's an agenda above that as well. Right, and this, yeah, is, what, this is what I mean by yeah. I could go on about this for hours. It's trying to downplay it. What you it? need yeah. to do is you need to educate everybody enough so that they can see where big, powerful people are creating um, agendas. And I'm not talking about mm. QAnon. I'm not talking about stupid shit like that. I'm talking about how like PR and propaganda and newspapers can use traditional methodology to influence people and the way they see things and the way they think. You know, it's like it's like um, the other day I was watching the news and. 
some idiot from our current government was on there and he had both the uk flag the union jack um and ukrainian flag right behind him crammed into this tiny webcam shot yeah you've got these two flags behind him you've got these two flags he's got both a ukrainian and uk pin next to him like this and you know and like this guy is is not like you know an envoy or an ambassador to ukraine he's not any of the reasons why you traditionally show solidarity with these two countries he's clearly doing it to appeal to this you know, emotional need of a lot of people in the UK to feel solidarity with um, people that they empathize with, right? So, so mm. essentially, they're seeing Ukrainians, like you say, or seeing the terrible things that are being piped into our news and all of our social feeds, and you know, the shit, the horrible shit that's going on in Ukraine. And this person is essentially just putting all these fucking flags up behind him and wearing all these pins in order to influence those people that are feeling genuine emotional empathy you know genuine good mm. feelings and thoughts towards wanting to stop a war he's using that in order to get them on their side and, and you know and that's all that is it's not because that person necessarily feels a strong link with you know ukraine or whatever um it's because they want to use it as a method to influence and control people and, and, you, and you just you need to see that at top level same with good morning britain you know all of these places have even channel four i mean you know i love channel four but it's an incredibly left liberal um format right now and and you know when you see the labor party using party gate when you see the labor party using um a lot of terrible shit that the fucking conservatives have done um they are still using those as tools to try and influence the voter base to see it because yeah. they have to use the same kind of tools because there's, there's sort of different Tactics. echelons of tools right based on who you are what your yeah. values are what your what your aspirations are there are different sets of tools and as long as you understand that every single argument or every single action is crafted in a way to try and influence your behavior then you can then go out into the world and make the best possible decisions you, you possibly can but the, but then this all stems from education, access to equal opportunities, access to wealth, access to healthcare, all of these fucking things. You know, like 70% of, of, of people who died in America or something like that it were of minorities, of, of, of ethnic minorities um, or were black in the US. And that wasn't because COVID or something is necessarily affecting them. It's because a lot of these people um, were poorer and so they had lots of pre-existing conditions that they weren't able to treat because they couldn't afford to do it and therefore when something like a pandemic comes along they're in a worse place to survive it if you don't have access to the best food time off work um medical care you know all of these things come as a result of poverty and inequality they don't come as a result of your genetics and and you know so it's just such a fucking giant giant huge picture um that yeah it, i don't know this is why i think we're in a huge uphill battle let me propose a solution mm -hmm. right. okay 2023 rolls around yeah. the apocalypse has happened uh like ross has predicted and mm -hmm. we're gonna have to get into those pods everyone it's it becomes equilibrium the the movie with christian bale <laughs> so everyone turns their emotions people off. are learning gun catter yeah yeah and uh everyone's turned off their emotions and ultimately everyone wears the same thing mm -hmm. and just in fact we just don't have faces anymore yeah. that'd be easy wouldn't it we just didn't have faces so there's no differences so people can't just be all tribalistic about like well, i don't know about yeah. that it's a bit different so i'm gonna fear it and maybe attack it but if there's none of that that's like the perfect utopia right yeah well if it, yeah i mean yeah i yeah <laughs> no. but then but then like the, that's the thing like uh, i've been listening to dan carlin's um hardcore history which is really, really great podcast. Really long, though. They're like four and a half hour episodes and they are dense. But I'm watching, uh, listening to one about um, Japan in, uh, in the lead up to World War II and how, like, the perspective of Japan and how their, like, ideology and their mindset came about. Really, really interesting. And, and like, how the Allies viewed the Germans as these, like, logical, ruthless robots. And then they view the Japanese as almost these, like, fanatical, unstoppable robots and and how yeah a lot of the time like all of these regimes and ideas and great new ideas of societies come along and yet often shot they suggest like you know taking emotion out of it or in one of them is sort of taking emotion out of it and the other is harnessing emotion and purifying emotion right to like try and create um like sentiment or direction for a society like you know like this love of country is all you know that kind of thing is is, is another thing but just to finish this section the frankie boyle joke 
um, which is just brilliant. And I, I do, I love him. He's one of my favorite comedians. I know he's extremely controversial, but he is a bloody genius. And <coughs> he, he, he brought up the fact that Great Britain sells, it's the fourth biggest seller of arms going toward, to the Saudis that they then used to bomb the shit out of Yemen, which is a, uh, something that's been going on for years and years and years now. And it's often, like you said earlier about the whataboutism, often brought up um, when the Ukraine conflict is mentioned um, mm. and saying like, well, Yemen, the Yemen war has been going on for years. And, and, and I, I think the harsh reality is that they're, they're not white, they're not Christian, um, they're not near Europe, is the main reason that people don't care about that but do care about Ukraine. Um, there are many, many reasons for that. Authoring. Yeah, there are many, many reasons for that, you know, legitimate and illegitimate, like, or illegitimate. Um, but anyway, he said that we're the fourth biggest supplier of arms to the war in Ukraine and the second biggest supplier of aid to Ukraine, right? This is true. So we sell bombs to people to bomb Ukraine and then the UK then sends aid to Yemen who is being bombed by the weapons that we're selling. Um, and and Frankie Boyle said, well, it's, it's obviously, you know, when life gives you Yemen, you give Yemen aid. um but it is insane fucking hell it is insane that is the world we live in the world is fucking crazy there's no rules we don't live in an advanced society we live in an oligarchy uh what's the next um what's the next patreon question it says does a person's (laughs) name influence the person they become no unless it's a weird name I guess, yeah, unless they're royalty so. or, like, I guess, wealth. If you're a wealthy figure and the name so. means something. Yeah. I reckon it does. Because if you name yourself Alex Smith, for example, mm. um, or you've been called Alex Smith, you've come from a line of people that probably had that as a profession or it stems from, at least in the UK, I can't say that for every country, but... It's part of like who, what the family did, and your status mm-hmm. in society. So I still. But think how would that, that affect how you, what you become, though? Like, sometimes there's old money in it, and right. therefore you grow up in a situation because of your name and your heritage of being, you know, slightly wealthier, and therefore put into private school or slightly better education. And I think your name can change that. Then why didn't and, like, I get involved a, with toy trains? I, I don't know. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You should have. I, I should have got fair, involved chat, with those toy trains. Chat's brought up a good point. Look at Colin Hanks and Chet Hanks. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is a great <laughs> point. You know, give a guy True, a, yeah. an old, unassuming, reliable name like Colin, uh, you get Colin Hanks. Give a guy the name Chet, which to me does sound Chet. like a bit of a bra. Um, bra. I don't know. Whether, I mean that's obviously my conditioning and my experiences of all people yeah. i've ever met called chet coloring this did you watch the documentary about that where oh chet, boy that guy is off I mean, the rocker he's a bit affects people in different ways but yeah like because he was saying that he wasn't like he didn't live a lavish life growing up mm. and stuff which obviously it's hard to know whether that's true um but colin but obviously has seen, had a hollywood career so far and i don't know what chet's been colin seems to. like fully groomed in hollywood right he yeah. seems like the the perfect yeah. tom hanks son yeah yeah, yeah, yeah brought into the world but your to brother body but your brother recently that's a quote that's literally uh, anyway um about that, yeah. chet is clearly a guy that the black sheep of the family that wanted to like be yeah. anti-hollywood and not not be a part of it i can admire his brazen attitude and like the things he does say although really like stupid sometimes and really outspoken and needs to be filtered or mm. like said in a way where you can get his point of view across better he's not exactly he's just a guy that's struggling with exactly. the situation yeah. I mean, and also yeah you wonder whether there was a rebellious yeah. stage that kind of like because yeah. it seems like he obviously i don't know it's different he's got the confidence of an actor groups, and then also and the, and the money yeah almost resents his father's have... fame I, I don't know there's an element there from the interviews he's done that he, he, he doesn't, doesn't necessarily enjoy that his dad is like this person who mm. overshadows everything he does so maybe that's that's you you both have siblings embrace. as well right you know you know you know how you're different from those siblings uh, i think like we not only we as siblings we tend to have vaguely similar experiences in our formative years you know if we've lived in the same household or we've lived in with the same structures 
we have vaguely similar experiences but beyond that you know your your physiology is different you're going to have different experiences in life um in in your in your private time or your school time or whatever so like yeah you can i i think you can look at your siblings and see how you can be different you can be different people no i, I don't think a name influences a person really it's the answer to the, that piece. well i'm all i'm saying is if you go to school hmm. or you go around to your local village and you're a trot and you get spat on that does encourage <laughs> that still happens uh, like how you're going to act as a person it's like oh there's a fucking trot it's over there trot. <laughs> We all, all the kids come and spit on the trot. The whole school of kids are walking through the village. God, I got him good. Got him in Don't the face. Don't hang around them trots. Uh, They're fucked yeah. up. They're fucked up. They're a fucked lot. And did you did you not talk about families as a whole? Like, don't speak to them. Or like, um, oh, you better watch out for those, those that group of family. Yeah, they're mainly travellers, though. But I'm even then, like lie. the name, the name, I wouldn't carry that name over to like if someone else I met with that same like surname, I wouldn't carry that that idea of them. If if an individual yeah. acted in a certain way, I wouldn't use that name. I, that wouldn't carry with me normally. There's a bit of prejudice, though. Oh, you might remember prejudice. that. You might remember that. Yeah, you might. Oh, I mean, is you it, know, oh, Smith. So I know is, what they're like. There's this question. Does this person? I mean, that, that is very true. To be honest, the the influence that a person's name, and this is why I said right at the start when you asked the first question, I was like, it depends if you've got a weird name. It kind of, as in, plays into what you're saying, Trot. Is that a person's name can influence who they become? I suppose because, but it's, it comes from the outside, right? It comes from people persecuting you, perhaps based on that name. Um, and doesn't all of your personality come from that? Yeah, I mean, that, that's fair. I, I think that a person you can't give a name to a person and go, this is this is going to influence them, but it can influence them. I think it can have an effect, yes, but it doesn't tell that to the define Dalai Lama. them. It doesn't define them. <laughs> the da- tell that to the Dalai Lama, um, whose name wasn't Dalai Lama when he was born, Trot. What about the fucking Pope? He chose his name his too. His name's not Pope, right? No. Is it not? <laughs> no, I know it is. Mean. He choose, they choose their like, ordained they name. They choose their name and yeah. then they inherit that title. It influences who they are. Mm. All I'm saying is their names do influence. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Yes, that's good. I, I, I <laughs> In like certain that. capacities. Yeah. It's down to the individual. Yep. <laughs> also, like, if you have a really good surname that's, like, nicknameable, yep. that influences who that you are. Useful. Like, there's a person I knew called Nathan Boone. Yeah. He became Booner, and everyone <laughs> called him Booner. And I feel like he in- embodied what a Booner <laughs> is, which is like, all right, mate, I'm a fucking Booner. <laughs> it just makes me think he of got, curry. I think he lent I into that name now. more. On a chicken boona. <laughs> I'd like a chicken tikka boona. Yeah. It wasn't spelt like that. It rhymes it was, well in it particular. It wasn't spelt B-H-U-N-A, believe no. it or not. But like, I'm a hearing it like that, and from I'm Somerset. thinking of chicken tikka boona. <clears throat> well, it turns out Boona's ancestors actually came from India. Uh, who knew? Right. And that's why he has the last name Chicken Boona. <laughs> chicken Boona. It's his yeah. surname. Specifically My that name's Chicken Boona. Sorry. <laughs> Long Chicken story. Buna. I got okay. 800 See. years of heritage that I can trace back to the wonderful India. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. I, I mean, the last Patreon question, maybe we can do for next time or something because it's another huge one. Where does your self worth yeah. come from? Well, to be honest, my name, all, all my surname. The, both of these questions, both the name one and the self worth one, I think can actually probably be wrapped into one. In the they're self, quite connected, yeah. Yeah, your self worth largely comes from your experiences and those around you, right? Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's often not self discovered anymore, and this is something that people say Instagram is bad for. For example, we've rewired our our circuits to think more of what other people think of us than what we think of ourselves. Um, yeah, to put value on other people's opinions and therefore over your own as well which is insane yeah. right like yeah and you pigeonhole yourself in school because you want to be accepted as a person you want to fall into a group because you want friends and stuff you kind of shape your personality around the people around you a little bit to fit in mm-hmm. or you actively reject it because you want that to be your personality it's like i want to be the misfit the outcast because i don't fit in anywhere because i've got other issues mm. <laughs> oh, exactly. that are coming out in this way and so. it's because we all secretly seek to belong well not secretly even <clears throat> we all desperately want to belong to something everybody does it's a human trait it's why we succeeded because we're social we work together so even in, in pariahism generally speaking yeah generally speaking yeah. I think <clears throat> it's one of the core tenets of human well, unless psyche. of course there are like mental health issues and stuff that like change the way our brain processes work and don't fit the norm mm-hmm. then yeah that's Divergence the, uh, from the norm. extenuating 
Yeah, norm. But then what is the norm? Let's dig into what we feel. What creates norm? It's the mean. What's normal it's the to mean you? Average, right? it's the majority is you it? You take yeah. everything, divide it by itself. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I think that's Mess. a pretty, yeah. pretty good attempt. You know, there was um, uh, again. I'm not going to go into this. It's uh, Ross Ewell's. Is it Adam Curtis, the documentary mm-hmm. maker? Yeah. You usually, I usually come up with the wrong name, but there's a documentary which is incredibly hard to follow again because it's too long um, and energy uh, information. They are dense. long. They're long documentaries. He was talking about some scientists, I think, in the early 20th century who were trying to make nature um, into an electrical circuit. So they took everything in nature, everything that happened, the rain, the animals, the way plants grew, and they tried to turn all of it into logical circuitry to try and work out a way to understand the world through logical means. Yeah, yeah, and to do all sorts. I mean, it was completely absurd and and, uh, nature's far too complicated to to do that too, um, obviously, (laughs) I feel. Um, But uh, this was a time when that kind of thing was coming along. Yeah, I don't know. Just so much to watch and learn and read out there. It's it's terrifying to try and become a informed individual. Um, We wish you all the best. Hopefully the Hat Chat (laughs) podcast is helping you become informed. Probably not though. Yeah, um, we're not known to be that informative. Have we more made you speculative today? guesswork? Yeah, more speculative guesswork. I have think it's speculative guesswork. Speculative guesswork. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should rename ourselves. We don't to speculative guesswork. Indeed, <laughs> I love we it. Just guesswork's say things. A good shout, but, but good name for podcast. I guess that's the reality. Most people, you just you know sit around with their mates. What do they talk about? Like. You know, no one's an expert in those. This is no. like Forums. classic pub talk, isn't it? Yeah. Like you're just set the having world some to beers, and you're being you set the world to right, and yeah, we're going to fix all our problems. Like, all we need to do as a humanity, you right, know, that Boris Johnson is just like one of us. You're going to die. <laughs> yeah, really yeah. deep down, he's. I saw him with a pint in his hand, which means he's just like me. Everyone needs. It's as simple as I need party. to go, and I don't need to look further into it. That's it. Yeah. He may yeah. have spent nine fucking minutes in a room with his birthday cake, but what about all the Christmas pies as well? They're using, right? Don't. I've well, this goes back this. to the empathy thing again yeah. and uh, fucking yeah. responsibility and rules and, yeah, authoritative figures, and it's just bollocks, and we have to live through it. If there's, if there's I don't a simple want to rule think about it. I can follow, and it is the following uh, Does this act that I am an enraged about or annoyed at or fearful of hurting anybody? Mm does it does it hurt you or hurt anyone around them if no then it shouldn't bother me like that's basically it like it comes down to pronouns for example does that pronoun the person identifying themselves as that individual does that that hurt me or anyone is that their choice yeah doesn't hurt me that's not my problem yeah and i'm all fine with uh whatever they would like me to call them it doesn't bother me. Well, sure, yeah. yeah. So, and if it does, maybe reflect on why. Yeah. And like, is there a serious, good logical reason as to why? If not, then it's not your problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, let it go. It's not worth it. Yeah. And that's why. And I, that can be applied to a lot I, of I things. To. Yeah. A lot of things Indeed. where people who aren't even involved in those circles want to dictate over how people live their lives, which is, mm. you know, you see a lot of that in, in um, the US lately with LGBT uh, rules and abortion rules and stuff like that where it's just like this doesn't even affect people who are like making such, these rules and it's just like such a reaction you talk they it. talk shit about freedom all the fucking time and yet they're so restrictive and it's they're just like, yeah, so like yeah, watching like, that stuff is so frustrating safe and like yeah. all that it's not about and it's like it's you're not control. for freedom you're yeah. making yeah. restrictions over your belief system and yeah. it's all and there's it all Out boils down to religion as, as well. well it's just like oh i can't stand watching that stuff and like assumptive fear but um, yeah, when rule makers break the rules, that is really fucking annoying, and it's so hard to like just bottle it in, and mm-hmm. you want to just spout off and say bollocks, but you know it won't mean anything or do anything. So yeah, it's just, is your only answer. Yeah, and that's the that's the only thing, and you just got to hope that people see that. And mm. yeah, the most frustrating thing it's is just the, it, like... the man on the street when they do those stupid, pointless interviews of people in the middle of the day. <laughs> they're just sat on a fucking park bench like oh yeah boris is all right yeah you he just he's one of the people it's like you have no fucking idea you haven't even looked into it you just look at a very basic image of something apply it to yourself in in uh, like a re- relatory relative term and then yeah. that's it that's enough but that yeah. your just your vote made a decision that fucked someone else in a big way and it's dumb and it's annoying, <laughs> it's annoying. it just frustrates <laughs> me yeah 
Well, like, yeah, billionaires making right tax guys. decisions for millions of people, and they're sitting in their billionaire like towers, just like, well, we did, we didn't pay much tax because well, we've got the money to find ways around it. It's like, go fuck yourself. They can't <laughs> rule forever, Ross. They can't rule forever. Don't worry. Uh, well, no, new ones replacing the anti-aging stuff before everyone else. Well, anyway, I mean, then they'll get murdered by a mass of rebellion. Uh, you know, the, the guillotines <laughs> we'll come find back a way. out. Uh, we're gonna have to borrow the guillotine from France whilst they're too busy being a right-wing nation. Um, they're trying to bring that back as well. Have you seen that? <laughs> yeah. The guillotine. Well, she does, doesn't she? Well, she wants it back. Yeah. Oh, I think she next people. The old classic. No, I don't believe another in the penalty. It's completely fucking pointless. Right, we've got to go. Um, yes. Thank you, everybody, for listening today. Lots of love. Stay, stay alive. Stay, yeah. stay alive. Stay happy as you can. Enjoy it's, the sunshine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Enjoy the lovely things that is being alive for the brief blink of an eye that humanity has existed. Mm. Yeah. Someday you'll turn around and be 34. Mm. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs>